Hey, everybody, this is Scooter. If you can uh, do me a huge favor, go over and fill out that survey over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash survey. It'd be a huge help uh, as we start to move forward with trying to figure out how to keep this podcast sustainable and, and uh, bring in uh, some help and stuff like that. It'll help me just get an idea who's listening to podcasts, all that. And the feedback in the written section has been huge. I've, I've started to get that in. And it's powerful stuff. Uh, but, but So it's really helping me way more than I even anticipated. So if only if you can take 15 minutes and fill that out, slash survey. If just uh, 1% of you, if you want to be part of the good 1%, the survey 1%, you know, remember tomorrow to do it uh That'll really, you know, be huge help. Thank you so much. On to the show. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you. The podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And uh, you might be, if you're new here... Or you never heard of the podcast, you found your way here, or you've been around and you say, well, how's it, what's he going to, well, here's what the rest is. I'm going to create a safe place to, for you to set aside whatever could be running through your brain, shooting through your body, uh, rolling through your emotional zones, or your feelings, you know, wherever you keep those. You know, if you keep them like me, you know, blocked away in tiny boxes, don't, you know, don't do that clearly, don't, you know... You know, create more of an open space. How come no one uses that metaphor? You say, geez, maybe I should write a book called Open Range Feelings. I wish I had an assistant in my dog to say, hey, Cole, can you write that down? Open Range Feelings. Uh, roaming, grazing, and the plasticity. Oh, thanks, Cole. Cole said it's plasticity. And maybe she's a dog, so she might not even be right either. Of the human brain. Would I say free-range feelings? Maybe. Chapter 1, Home on the Range. And it says, hey, Scooter, you're doing an opening for your podcast. Oh, yeah, okay, let me bring it back here. Chapter 2, you know, my feelings first. I don't. What if I don't want to get to the point right now? I'm in free-range feelings. And then from the offer of free range, uh, free range feelings, free range parenting, uh, now available in stores worldwide. Take uh, the man who who created the movement, which crashed the economy. Free range uh, feelings uh, comes back with his breakthrough bestseller, free range parenting, which which uh, some governments have prepared for, and you probably you know it comes with you know. It comes with, you know, protein bars inside the book. The book's edible for when the free-range children take over the world. But they'll be free, you know, free to range. Chapter 1. Yeah. Hey, sorry, if you're new here, I already got, got off track. But that's the point. I'm going to try to distract you from whatever physically, emotionally, or mentally has got you up at night. As soon as your head hits the pillow... Uh, for a lot of people, it, it could be one of those things, thing, three things. It could be all of those three things. But as soon as you say, she says, I just want to get some rest here. You know, I'm, I've, I've had a busy day, a busy evening. 
and then you go see, and then something erupts. And a lot of people, not everybody, there's a lot of people that, you know, that that dude at work and that lady in the magazine, they, they sleep great and they always got to tell us about it, of course. And for some reason, this is one of these human things that people can't, they have trouble understanding or relating to it if they haven't been through it. Where they're like, what? What do you mean? You, you need a, you need something to help you fall asleep? Oh, like a pill? You, you just say, why don't you just have some cold water? Uh, you know, chew on an ice cube, uh, as my nana would say. Or you know, they have a list, and then they say, well, I don't get it. Why can't you sleep? And then that's when you're like, oh boy, what's wrong with you? If they say that. Uh, don't do it. Breathe three times. That's, that's what I'm trying out this week. Breathe three times. That's my new. Well, usually I forget these. I say, well, I'm going to try to follow through on that. Let's try that. We'll just breathe once because three times it takes forever. And the new people, you know. Uh, but as I breathe, here's what I'm going to do I'm going to create a safe place. Uh, the safe place is a little bit of distracting silliness that I've been doing here. And I'm going to tell a story tonight's Lady Witchbeard. We'll get to the story eventually. A lot of people go to sleep during this metaphor, you know, this metaphorical interlude or interlude of metaphors. I guess it's more of an interlude with, with metaphors. Oh, my dog's trying to get my attention. Oh, she said the interlude with metaphor attempts. Okay. My dog's being a know-it-all for Halloween, and she's, you know, she's she's getting some practice on me. And also, I know I said I wouldn't do any large collider, you know, jokes. But, I, you know, I did try. I said, uh, what would happen if I put all these, you know, grammar podcasts into the collider and then collided them with dog food? No, I would never do it with my dog. And then had my dog eat the dog food. And I think this has something to do with the problems and with the grease, the money in Greece. Somehow that's what they're saying. But as a byproduct of that, my dog knows everything now about grammar. Hopefully it'll wear off. I'm saying, well, geez, once she digests it. But so this podcast is just trying to distract you. But it's kind of like something like the the free range books I'm I'm I'm, I'm thinking about pitching now. You say, well, obviously this guy. You say, might say, well, is this guy serious or not? And I would say to you, getting chapter three, getting serious about free range living. Uh, some questions come up in my discussions with people as I explain to them free range lifestyle. Uh, one, will I need any special equipment? No, the answer is you, you just kick back. In your bed, and obviously, hopefully, I've worked on this method that I use, and it seems to be really what I these little turns I take, and what I find interesting. I say, well, geez, maybe there is something that's free range. I said, just could this be the next solar living handbook? You know, could I be the next baby? You know, instead of the babe, free range babies. And they say, oh boy, you picked the wrong range. And I say, okay, well, okay, that one didn't work. It's a good thing we, you know, we beta tested it. And they say, well, those are still babies. And I was in a simulator. Remember, I snuck in, I used that stupid computer that's on the TV now all the time. And I said, hey, Watson. 
run this thing. So it wasn't, oh, no, you are saying Watson was so smart. Watson wanted, okay, well, that's a science fiction novel. Free range. I guess they could just be, it could be, maybe, maybe they could be some meta, you know, what could we call a science fiction novel of a supercomputer that conducts free range, you know, there you go, free range failure. Uh, and maybe that would just be one of my new nicknames, free range failure, Scooter's attempts to corner the free range lifestyle market. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about something, and part of your brain will be like, okay, this is, he, he is using uh, words and, you know, I'm pretty sure there's stuff like this out there, but I can't, I know he's not totally serious. And so you might yawn, you would say, okay. And you might breathe easy, and don't worry, I'm going to be going on like this for a while. And you say, yeah, I think my, they say, they, what they say about me, mildly amusing. And I say, that would now we want to be a blurb I have in uh, free range living. Unless it was someone like really famous, you know, and they'd say, they'd say, and people wouldn't even care. They'd say, Kanye said this book's uh, mildly amusing. And then someone would say, well, I don't buy books with Kanye. And I say, well, geez, you, holy mackerel, you might as well hang out with my dog. You two know everything, you know. By the way, it's, uh, I don't know, I guess I couldn't even figure that one out. But that's that's what I do here. I, I try to take a lighthearted approach to take your mind off stuff. But you, you don't have to invest any energy. Uh, so don't try, if you've been trying to understand or make sense of this, or God forbid, taking it and be like, no, 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 if, if I had a book, Free Range Living, I mean, I'll probably do that as a podcast episode at some point now. Uh, but don't worry about it, you know what I mean? Uh, just fall asleep whenever you want, because this is a podcast. You can listen to it again another time. Uh, you could tweet or, you know, ask other listeners, did you ever get to a point about that? Free? And they'll say no, but it was, uh, wasn't that weird? Free-range free parenting. And they'd say one of those, uh, you know, actresses actually writing that book, Scooter. And I say, well, maybe I'm... Uh, uh, poorly ghostwriting it, ghost complicating it for Halloween. I'm, you know, I'm going as, uh, you know, of, of, you know, I don't know. But the main thing is, I want to help you fall asleep now. Uh, listener number two that might be listening, you might have a little bit more trouble falling asleep. You might be more like me. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not. I'm not just wasting your time here. I put effort in to uh, the story coming up here. Believe it or not, I work on this uh, Lady Witchbeard every single day uh, to try to outline and re-outline the stories. And I never said this publicly before, but the more I found, the more tightly this is hilarious. This is more than mildly amusing. Uh, the more tightly I can uh, outline the stories, the more boring they seem to be, or the more sleep-inducing they are, but they still have st story-like elements to them. So if you can't sleep, there will be stuff happening. It will happen at a much slower pace, kind of like watching retirees play tennis or something. You say, okay, this is not a, 
This is this is this is not hard to follow. But if you have a high school drink and you know a copy of uh, Free Range Retirement, that's you know my new investment book, Free Range Retirement. And maybe you know since you're you, you know someone bringing you snacks, and they're playing free range tennis, you say, "Geez, this is not half bad." Uh, you know, watching these retirees play tennis, uh, drinking my free-range lemonade. Yeah, that's right, Pat. You know, patent pending. Uh, pen, you know, pending pending lawsuits that are you know pending. And then Pat, you know, then we'll worry about the patent once we get past this uh, lawsuit phase. And my dog just shook her head, so probably we won't be getting through that. But, but at least it was good for tonight. This the free range, you know, say, well, those are none of those were jokes, Scooter. They were free range, free range amusements. We'll say. So that's what that's it. I'm glad you're here. If this is your first couple times here, I, I am not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, I do grow on some people, but if you're skeptical, you know, give it a shot. Give it a couple tries. If it helps you fall asleep, uh, you know, it's great. If it doesn't, you know, you just listen to two or three episodes and move on. But I'm glad you're here. The main message is uh, I really hope I help you fall asleep. And thanks for coming by. Good night. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find older episodes there. Uh, we're on iTunes. If you listen on iTunes and you haven't reviewed us yet, I'd really appreciate you do that over at sleepingpodcast.com slash iTunes. You can find this show on Pocket Cast, Overcast, Stitcher, and most every thing. But on Pocket Cast and Stitcher, definitely on Pocket Cast and on, uh, definitely 100% on Overcast. If you're looking to skip the intros or skip around... Uh, all the shows should have chapter marks uh, in there. Uh, so that's that. I want to thank uh, F Tacos, uh, Latitude, who started a subreddit for the podcast. So anybody uses Reddit and wants to use it, that could be a new community. It'll be a little bit different than our Facebook community because Reddit's a little more open and free-spirited, we'll say, as opposed to Facebook which the feel over there is a little bit safer and protected. But I'd love to see people participating in, in there and, you know, you know, discuss and stuff. So if that's at uh, R, uh, sleep with me. So check that out. It'll be a link in the show notes. Uh, and then maybe I can remember to make a Reddit, uh, like sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Reddit. But Reddit's for adults for sure. So if you go over there and you know... It's going to be other grown-ups over there. But just another community where you, you guys could, you know, so let's see how it goes over there. So that's that. I heard from our old friends over at Sleep Phones. And you guys know I use the Sleep Phones. I know a bunch of use the Sleep Phones. And then they reached out to me recently. And they said, geez, you know about our products. I said, do I know about your product? Oh, boy. So we're exploring relationship with Sleep Phones. I don't know what the relationship's going to be. But I know we already, a lot of us already like Sleep Phones. Uh, and they sent me uh, to full disclosure uh, of uh, a set of uh, ones with the breeze fabric and the Bluetooth. So I'm testing that out. I already had the fleece ones, and I really like the breeze fabric. I'll be honest. Holy, holy mackerel! Now when the winter comes, I'll probably fleece it back up because I like to sleep cold. 
So that's cool. And um, I think for now, let's just see what happens. I mean, we already know that's a, something people use. But if you guys, I know some of you guys, if you're comfortable and you already use the sleep phones and you want to send a picture, tweet at sleep phones, you know, tweet me a picture, email me a picture, Facebook a picture of the sleep phones in your phone with the podcast or you with the sleep phones on. And, you know, then sleep phones will say, geez, this podcast, I can't think of a better product that fits our podcast uh, that we already like a lot of. Now, it's not the only headphones. And I've, I, we, we, uh, we've talked about this, but it just seems like, and I, I also told them, hey, what are the odds of you guys working on a pillow speaker or some other thing for people that don't like things on their heads? But I got to tell you, man, having this, the, the breeze fabric thing feels cool. And they, they haven't paid anything, so this isn't a sponsorship. This is all. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, uh, but send, send me that. Uh, other uh, announcements here. So this is this week is going to be, we'll, you'll see what happens on the episode. And then for the next two weeks, we're going to have repeat episodes. And then we're going to start our, 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 we'll see what comes up. I'm going to work on something new. So I'll be recording over these next two weeks. I won't be off. But the next two Thursday episodes will be repeats. And I'm going to test out something a little bit new that we've never done before. Uh, so that there's no downtime in, in uh, the writing of the new story that's going to be coming up here next for the holiday season. So you'll you'll hear two new thing or two. I'm not sure what I'm going to play uh, the next two Thursdays. But that'll be the next two Thursdays. Uh, let's see, I think that's it. Uh, I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful. He does our music. He's over at soundslikeanearful.com. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer, who do our artwork. Uh, and then I want to thank our moderators, Laura, Alexandra, uh, Rachel L. The G, Lida Lie, Jennifer B., Julie C. That's at our Facebook group over sleepingpodcast.com slash nods. I also forgot to say you can email me feedback at Sleep With Me Podcast. We're on Twitter at Dearest Scooter and on Facebook. And I think that's it. That's a little bit exhausting, a lot to cover. Uh, and Sleep The Strange, of course, is out on uh, Monday and Wednesdays if you need that. All right, let's get on to the story here. All right, so here we're, we're here with another tale, Lady Witchbeard. Now, last week when we last left off... Uh, I'll give you a quick overview of the whole story. Went, me, Lady Witchbeard and I went to uh, uh, track down Hernan Cortez to stop him before he and the conquistadors uh, ru- ruined uh, uh, ruined lives all the indigenous peoples of uh, Mexico, Central and South America, wherever you know, where, everywhere. We were going on my basic. Uh, History knowledge uh, and the lyrics of the Neil Young song "Cortez the Killer." We ran into Cortez. Turns out he's incredibly like a movie star uh, personality. Like uh, the best equivalent I can give is Brad Pitt. Uh, but you know, except that Brad Pitt seems a lot nicer. Like Brad Pitt doesn't seem like he would do any conquistadoring. But all other Brad Pitt's qualities, like guys would want to be friends with him. 
uh, for the most part, you don't get run across a lot of Brad Pitt haters. Uh, that's what I, that's my main point. Uh, even people like myself that say, geez, I'm pretty jealous of Brad Pitt, but it doesn't make me dislike him. I, I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. And also, you don't see a lot of people that say, that discount Brad Pitt's talents. They don't say, well, geez, you, you ever think about that? Maybe that would make you conspiratorial. So maybe I should be more suspicious. Well, you know, we can keep, not only did we, he have all of that, but he was also like this brilliant trust. But it's so I, I, in, in, in uh, Cortez's case, I kind of disliked him more. I'm like Brad Pitt. But there was a part of me that was like, he is pretty sweet. They're cool, you know. But then we had a lot of interplay, trying to take him out and then trying to trick him. And then a whole bunch of stuff, which culminated. And later I found out that uh, one of the main problems is with... Uh, now, this doesn't happen in our... This wasn't a time travel situation. Uh, this was we entered a transverse plane. So I can't be sure... Uh, you know where, where or when we were, but that uh, we were with Hernan Cortez. Uh, oh boy, I thought this was going to be a quick intro, but the, the ma- magic in this universe was centralized uh, because they were building a pyramid. Montezuma of this world uh, was building a pyramid that apparently was pulling all the magic of the entire world in. And he was going to use that as a deterrent against the, the gods of his belief system. And then we, I think what happened in our world, maybe, no, no history books say this. Of course, I don't know. I have no recall of any history books. And I was calling him Ernie Cortez for a while. Uh, but that uh, maybe Cortez got a hold of this magic or the magic. the ban- Anyway, so Lady Witchbeard was more keen on saving magic. A whole bunch of other stuff happened. And then I said, well, geez, we still got to get Cortez as where we were at. And I thought what I would do, what I ended up doing was put this remote control, using magic and my love of remote controls uh, to use the pyramid to change it into, I was going to fake. Well, here's what was supposed to happen. I was going to pretend the pyramid was a, a trickster god, a goat god, uh, the old trickster god banned from this world by the gods for being too much of a trickster. Uh, but the trickster god had returned to get rid of Cortez, and I thought the trickster god would frighten Cortez away uh, because it was a giant, giant goat you know, with like a bunch of stuff on it. And not just like a boring goat, like a pyramid, like a transformer goat humanoid, you know, with metal. You know, he had like metal, gold and bronze armor even. Uh, but it didn't it didn't frighten Cortez. And then the, the uh, metaphysical, uh, spiritual debate that unfolded. And, we, you know, with a hint of like anti-colonialism in there. But believe me, this has an anti-colonial bent for any... Uh, you know, imperialists out there, you might say, okay, I'm a hypocrite for sure. Uh, you know, okay, but but it is a little anti-imperialist, so if you're sensitive to that, I guess it's a little late. But then it get even more anti-imperialist because one of the gods of the current belief system there was there, or a demigod. Again, I'm not, that might offend some, you know, demigods. But he said, wait a second, if I just take control of this giant goat, 
uh, I can destroy Cortez and hold all the magic to defend our world against all colonists, imperialists. And I don't know what, I guess because he was centralizing, taking over the magic, and he was going to, you know, he did have a teeny tiny soft spot for Cortez, not to be like, uh, you know, I guess humanity. I said, well, he's a human. If I can, if I'm on the side of the indigenous peoples and I can protect them and not see Cortez fall to harm, am I responsible for that? I don't know. Uh, so this guy, Bach, who I thought we were friends, but, you know, he's misguided. He says, uh, or maybe he's right-guided. He wants to defend his people, uh, his indig- the indigenous peoples that praise him, and other indigenous peoples with probably complementary but differing belief systems. You know, he's anti—he's totally 100% anti-imperialism. So, obviously, we had to—but it wasn't so much the imperialism. I don't know why I'm getting hung up on that. It was more of the magic. Lady Witch Spirit and I, by proxy, were there to save magic. And so, basically, where we left off was the Bach had taken over the goat god, like, overrided the magical remote controls I'd used, you know, poorly made— and it was me, Lady Witchbeard, Marina, and by, uh, Cortez versus God or demigod, and in uh, this giant, giant uh, robotic, robotic esque uh, goat, goat. And that's kind of where we left off. And it must be mind boggling because you were probably some of you may have been asleep, uh, but. Uh, Let's see if I can do a TLDR. Went to get Cortez. Uh, messed that up a bunch. Realized I was really there to say, help Lady Witchbeard save magic. Tried to save magic from Cortez. Messed that up. Tried again, messed that up. Tried again, that messed that up. I uh, came up with a couple of uh, plan I thought was pretty good. Messed that up. Then another plan didn't work out. So maybe I need Cortez's help and Lady Witchbeard and Marina's help to save magic. still want to save magic. Ideally, Cortez would come down with some sort of fever and have to go back to Spain forever or still get scared away. But, you know, who knows, you know. So more or less that's where we left off uh, uh, here on what what may be the final it, it's definitely your final okay it's a final it's a final tale episode of season was it's a final tale of lady witch beard har har he har har yeah hey right, that was mr anto can you do one now and me and Antonio Banderas, he's been working here uh, pro bono. Yes, but you're not a charity, my friend, so it can't be pro. As a friend, we're not friends. Uh, for, anyway, uh, so thank you, Mr. Banderas. I appreciate you. You're an artist. And a wonderful, wonderful, you smell wonderful, by the way. And I try to buy coats that look like that, but I never look like that in a coat like you do. Antonio Banders, Tales of Lady Witchbeard, thank you. 
Alright, so we're, we're back here, right where we left off last week. The, the goat god pyramid covered in bronze and gold has fallen to one knee. Uh, Bach is a little bit, he had been hit by a flying cauldron and he's a little bit out of it. DeAndre was turned into a pile of sand. And I was giving my coat to Arnaud Cortez. And as he put on, started putting on the coat, the coat of many colors... I ripped one of the sleeves off, and he said, Jerem, what are you doing? He said, Jerem, what are you doing? And I said, I'm, I'm going to need a sleeve for, for my part of the plan. And I said, Lady Wishbeard Marina, get close. I said, I got a plan here. I said, Lady Wishbeard, I need you to uh, go go try to restore uh, uh, DeAndre to some sort. I said, can you desandify him? And she said, I'm on it, Jerem. She said, I'd rather listen. And I said, you'll probably be able to hear my plan. He's not far away. So we need to move fast here. Uh, because it, it, luckily, Bike was... Uh, I don't know, things were slowing down, or maybe I talk faster in crisis. Where here I have the luxury of slowing down a little bit even more, maybe. So the details, or maybe they become details. The, the foggy uh, apparitions of my story become details. But he said, all right, Marina, or, 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 or none. Hey, Marina, remember when this whole thing started for me? Uh, Hernan was a giant, and they both, she said, yes, yes. I said, can you do that again? And she said, I think so. The, the magic is so thick and strong here. And I said, it's a shame you haven't done it. She said, well, it was a test, and, and it drained me. And I said, make him into a, a, a giant. The, the coat should help, you know, coagulate the magic or whatever. That. I said, can you do it? And she said, I can. I said, okay, Hernan, get ready. You're going to be you, ready. And of course, he said, Germ, I've always been ready. And I said, of course you have. I said, of course, I've never been ready. Not only have I never been ready for anything, I've always been dreading. They say, hey, Germ, you've won a ward, uh, uh, you know. And they, he announced, hey, Germ, not time for uh, soliloquies. And I, I said, okay, okay, you're right. And I said, Marina, make sure you, you should, if you catch any beams off of the uh, goat god, they said, there's got to be some, they said, there's something magical about those bronze reflections, isn't there? And she said, they look beautiful. I said, I bet you there's some soul. So I said, Ta I said, get some bronze energy into, uh, into Hernan, old Ernie. And she started to cast this more basic spell she had taught herself. I don't know the details because you know, we don't have time. But she started to do some sand drawing and chanting and Hernan started to grow. And then Lady Witchbeard ran back, and she said, DeAndre is returning to, to shape germ. And I said, Lady Witchbeard, help Marina turn Hernan into a giant. I'll go run over and talk to DeAndre. And I ran over to DeAndre. I said, DeAndre, how are you doing? He said, Scooter, Jeremy, I've turned into a pile of sand, but I'm reformulating. And I said, all right, DeAndre, I need you to go do something for me. And then I whispered to him so quietly no one could hear. And he said, oh, he said, this is dramatic, right, Germ? And I said, right, DeAndre. And he said, I was the only one that heard that, not even the audience. And I said, you are correct. Go as soon as you have your legs reform. And then Lady Witchbeard called me over and Hernan had reformulated into a giant, almost as giant. He was growing 
they were, Marina was still doing some casting, but it seemed like she was finishing up. And I said, he's going to be, he was almost, he was getting to pyramid size. So I said, he stands a chance against this goat. Uh, so he looked, he started to look, I said, man, you, you see, this is just isn't fair. He looks even, he said, he, he scales to size or whatever, you know, when they say that about the internet. Will this scale? You know, can you scale this out? And I never know what the hell they're talking about, but now I do. Because Hernan Cortez, probably like, you know, but you keep, keep using the Brad Pitt example. But you scale out Brad Pitt at 40, 50, 60, 70 feet. It was still great. Brad Pitt at 90 feet, great. You give a 100-foot Clooney, you still got it. And again, I don't know if he was a 60, 70, 100 feet. He was just big as, big as hell. And then the lady, which we said, Jeremy, you sure about this? Are you sure about trusting this this guy? You know, are you sure you know what you're doing? I said, lady, which we're no, I'm not sure, but but I, I've got I've got a, a sense this is our best choice. And I said, just Marina, come here. I said, just so you two could know, there's not going to be either one of you. You're going to be self-sacrificing here. So I, I've got a plan. Uh, don't I need your help? And your full focus uh, to complete this plan, and it, it's going to work. And they said, "Okay." I said, "No self sacrifices." I said, "Let me see your hands." You know, no finger crossing. Neither one of them knew what that meant, so I said, "Okay, okay." And lady, what you said, how? And I said, "Look at that guy, Hernan. He's a killer, Lady Witchbeard. Cortez the killer." They said, "He's our best hope against this pyramid." And then right with that. Uh, the uh, back had regained himself while we were talking, unfortunately. And he did it. He did it. The goat went from a humanoid goat into a budding goat, which budded Hernan about uh, 40 feet, I'd say. Uh, but Hernan, I think, it, like did some sort of uh, absorption move. So it didn't, I don't know. I, I was still trying to make a point. And it kind of interrupted my point And it, I guess maybe contradicted it. But, but he, Hernan hopped right back up. And I said, see, Lady Witchbeard, see. He said, he, 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 this is this is where. And I said, I said, I said it's going to be fine. And then I said, Hernan, can you hear me? And I said, Marina, you know, I need him to dance like he did that day on the water. To dance around. And then Hernan. And I said, okay, Ma, he's not going to know who Muhammad Ali is. And I said, dance out of the way of the goat, and the goat charged again. And Hernan just picked it up, and Marina started humming a tune, uh, like a lovely, loving, uh, danceable tune. And Hernan started to improv dance to it, like uh, you, you just dance right out of the way. And then you could hear back, and, and I guess it takes a lot of focus to control a giant pyramid effectively like this. Now I was just doing a little pantomime when I was controlling it, uh, so 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 back was distracted. And I said, Marina, stay closer, and then keep keep them in case they try. And you know, you can't. It's a trickster goat, or it was a pretend trickster goat. So it made her retain some of the trickster. And an action sequence unfolded. Now I'm going to interrupt it for a long, uh, you know, do some, uh, what do you call that? Not bad. I guess is it backstory or exposition? But while I'm doing this exposition, probably in real time, you've got a conquistador. 
And I, I just said, geez, he grew, even his breastplate grew in his damn pith helmet or whatever the hell you call it. And I, I said, geez, I don't remember his mustache being so. And then I said, did, did he have a mustache? And then I said, never mind, never mind. So while this is going on, Cortez and the Pyramid are doing more like a not quite battle. I guess the, the Pyramid's throwing everything it can at Hernan, and he's just trying to stay out of the way. But in a, a dance like uh, go, goats can't dance, or maybe they can, I don't know. But Lee, which was the germ, what's the plan, what's the plan here? And I said, remember that? He said, where'd that uh, cauldron come from? You threw it back. And she said, there's so much magic here. She said, I thought of it. And she's like, I must have done a, a cauldron cast. And she's like, and then I threw it. I cast a cauldron. I threw a cauldron. And I said, right. I said, those cauldrons are... I said, you remember you were always diving into cauldrons or telling me about diving into cauldrons and then they go to another world. And that other cauldron was secret messages were coming from another world, right? And she said, correct, it's uh, it's too complicated. I said, like, it's like a worm, a black hole, wormhole. And she said, right. She goes, that was a regular cauldron. I threw it back, though. And I said, but you could cast, uh, port. can we call them portal cauldrons? And she said, Germ. She said, we've been working for for, for 8,000 years trying to figure out a name for them. And I said, well, I said, hopefully we get through this so you could tell the witch's council or whatever that they're portal cauldrons now. And I said, so you could call these cauldrons, right? And she said, right. And I said, said, you could just start calling, calling in cauldrons, portal cauldrons to other worlds. And if something gets thrown in that cauldron, it goes to the other world, right? And she said, right. And I said, can you keep doing that? And she said, I can, I think so. She said, you know, just like Marina said, the magic is thick here. But she said they'll be unstable as soon as it goes through the, the, the portal close. And I said, that's even better. And I said, I said, how can you just keep calling? I said, Lady Witchbird, I need you to cast magic. I need you to witch like you've never witched before. And she said, what do you think, Jeremy? I said, we need to save the indigenous people of this area. We need to, unfortunately, we need to save Renan Cortez. I need, we need to save magic. And I'd like you know, to save our asses, too, maybe. But I said, I know how we're going to do do those things. And I said, so I just need you to keep casting cauldrons. Can you do that? And she said, yeah. And I said, I need them to be pretty big or have a, you know, they, can they do black hole-like suction? And she said, what do you think in germ? And I said, we're going to break up the pyramid and, and throw it in the piece by piece. We'll spread the magic wherever the portals go. And I said, it'll be randomized, like a real, like, expensive, good randomizer. You know, right? It won't just go to, like, four places. And I said, that'll spread the magic everywhere. And Lady Witchbeard was quiet for a second. And she said, Jerm, this just might work. I said, all right, Lady Witchbeard, are you ready to cast the cauldrons? And she said, I'm ready, Jerm. And I said, okay. And I said, or not. And I said, damn, this guy's got great hearing, too. And he said, what is it, germ? And I said, I need you to rip apart the goat piece by piece, stone by stone. 
And then the goat landed one on, uh, like a, a side head, like a side, like a one horn thing to Hernan. And Hernan went down. And he said, what, he popped right back up. I said, man, this, he said, what are those? He said, they didn't even have crunches back then. I said, what is he doing? I don't think they even had core exercises. This guy's got a freaking perfect core. But he uh, he said, okay, what? and I ran over closer to him. And he said, rip apart the goat piece by piece, rip a stone, and throw it into the cauldrons, ladies, which spirit is casting. And they'll suck the stone away. And they said, you got to rip the, the rip the entire goat apart. Now, luckily, this was a 100% robotic goat. Because, you know, if it had any, uh, what do you call it, consciousness at all, it would have been worried. But it wasn't, you know, there was no living anything on this goat, pyramid goat. And then Hernan started to dance around. And he danced around. And then he, got, he grabbed the shoulder of the goat because the goat was back in humanoid position now. And then he had his hand on there, his giant hand. And he said, Marina, more power to my hand. And he still couldn't get to He said, Jerm, it's not but bu- budging. It's not budging. And then the goat, whoom, landed a couple more moves. And Hernan went down a little harder this time. And I said, Marina, I need you, you to help him. He said, Jerm, it's not going to work. I said, don't don't worry. And then right then, DeAndre, he said, Jerm, Jerm, it's me, DeAndre. I said, I know, DeAndre. I said, I just need you. I said, do you have everything? And DeAndre was carrying, uh, I said, and DeAndre was carrying a cauldron. And I said, he said, I got it, Jerm. And just as a spoiler, the cauldron was full of green goop, glowing green goop, and magical dust. And I pulled the uh, sleeve of the coat of many colors I had, and I threw it into the goop. And I said, I said, okay. And then I jumped in the goop. And I said, you can still lift this, right, Tianji? He said, oh, so germ, I can lift it. And I said, all right, lift it up. And he lifted me in this cauldron of goop and stone dust and... A sleeve of many colors, and then I said, "Sneak up behind the goat," and I said, "Hernan, you know." I gave him, and I said, "Man, he even body language." Hernan knew he was following the plan, and so Hernan starts to distract the goat. He gets down in some sort of crouch, you know, and the goat's like, "Okay, time to," you know. So DeAndre creeps up behind the the goat god or the pyramid goat. And I jump off, I jump out of the uh, cauldron onto the back of the goat. So I land on the goat's back and I start feeling around and I'm looking towards the top of the goat and I find what I'm looking for. And the center part of its skull, I feel and I feel a rock hotter than the others. Very hot to the touch, but not burning. You could say uncomfortably hot. And I hop on the top of that rock and Lady Whisper says, Jerm, what are you doing? And Marina says, what do you know? And I hear people would gather, and they say, Fagey, what are you, Fagey? And Stephen, and they say, everyone don't worry. Everyone don't worry. And Lady Whisper, she was beside herself with the anger and maybe a little bit of care and fear. And I said, this is part of the plan. It's the last part of the plan. And Lady Whisper said, are you going to sac- self-sacrifice yourself, Jarm? And I thought there was no self-sacrifice. And I said, Lady Whisper, you just get ready to cast some cauldron. I said, J-. he said, go ahead. I said, DeAndre, dump it. And he said, okay, Fiji. And he dumped the green goop in the uh, 
the sleeve and the stones up right on me, but mostly onto the warm stone, and it started to it started to cook into a gelatinous goop, and almost smolder a little bit. And I said, "Okay," and then I rubbed. I started polishing the stone with the sleeve. And meanwhile, people are trying to get my attention. I'm like, clearly, I'm working here. And the lady was very good. I said, Jerm, I said, one second. You know, I said, come on, one second. And I finished my polishing. It was more spreading, but it looked like polishing if you were watching it. And then I stood up. I said, lady, which I'm not going to sacrifice myself, only the worst part of me. And I said, remember to follow the magic. I said, lady, which I said, you're going to need to come get, get me piece by piece or something. Uh, so follow the magic. And she didn't know, she again, just looked at me because she didn't realize what I was going to do. But what I was doing, like normally if this was an action movie, we wouldn't stop here and have a little talk. But what I was doing was at some point it came to me, it hit me like this, uh, like why would a lady witchbeard name me Germ, correct? Uh, w- w- was that an accident or was it was it on purpose? Uh, why was everything I did in this story uh, goat-like? And and I mean the metaphorical goat, I guess, in this case. Uh, Why did uh, Manazuma have an image of a goat in the the pudding? Fiji was the goat in the pudding. And then I said, in, in a lot of the problems that I've created in this world were born out of my ignorance and my ineptitude. And I said, "Geez, all this was been floating around in my floating around in the back of my mind, and in a non-damaging to my self-esteem way." So I said, oh, "Maybe I could see all this for what it really is—like a germ and a goat in the pudding." And then I said, "Geez, remember when I used to try to make stuff out of stuff at Radio Shack?" And that really worked out well, and the situation became a giant goat god that seems to be wreaking havoc everywhere. And even, uh, you know, while I'm telling you this so slowly, it's still I'm holding on to the back of the goat god while it does battle, further battle with Erna, giant Hernan Cortez. But I thought about it, I said, how deep does this goat in the pudding run? How much of a germ am I? What is a phage? I don't know. I wish I did. Is it is it something I... And I said, well, geez, if there's this magical energy running everywhere, and now there's this magical energy being conducted through this pyramid, and somehow my... I'm not magical. I'm magically inept. Like, like I'm the goat in the pudding or the pudding goat, and, and I'm this goat running around in pudding. And somehow in, in all the goat-related pudding metaphors that I know of that I've made, the goat never says, hey, I'm in pudding. Why don't I just eat the pudding? But wouldn't that be nice for a goat, you know, you have some pudding? Like, you know, you're already a goat. Obviously, hygiene is not at the top priority, so eating... Putting your ends really not going to bug you. But in this case, it, it, it came to me as a plan. And as the the rock below me uh, bubbled and steamed, I said, I, I waved a goodbye to Hernan Cortez, and he kind of saluted me. And DeAndre was crying. But I said, DeAndre, was it? And DeAndre took the cauldron 
And he said, oh, yeah, 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 and because he'd only dumped half the cauldron on me. And then Lady Witchbeard, she gave me this stern look and then looked away. And Marina blew me a kiss, but a kiss of friendship, of course. I mean, she said, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, unfor- if she, but if I got to give her credit, if she didn't blow, if she blew me a kiss of non-friendship, a kiss of, uh, hey, later on tonight, I wouldn't have left this universe. I would have said, holy cow, does Marina like me? Maybe I should stick around. Will be the downfall of uh, uh, Central and South America. And all that. I said, well, yeah, but do, do you think she likes me? Because I mean, maybe I'll stick around. But then I dove into the hot rock. And, and as I had anticipated, the combination of the coat of many colors or the sleeve of many colors, the pulsating magic, and the green goop and the magical stone, and the fact that all this one, you know, is a defective stone because it couldn't channel magic as a weapon. But it, it, it was connected to the rest of every other stone in the scope god. And as I dove in, in something about intention, sometimes it has power. And my intention was to dive into this stone and to spread my ineptitude like a germ throughout this giant goat, goat, goat trickster goat pyramid god and it quickly it spread from stone to stone to stone and i gotta tell you it's a pretty strange feeling uh, being concentrated in ineptitude being accepting of your ineptitude and then saying hey let's just let's uh let's uh you know i don't know what we did if we distilled it uh but my ineptitude shot from stone to stone i mean along with the rest of me but but for some reason you know they say, I wish it was magnifying my ineptitude or distilling it, but it was just using the natural amount divided by a lot, which is still a lot of ineptitude, unfortunately. Uh, but as it spread, the, the effect was almost instantaneous. The goat started to uh, be, 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 think it was even more sure of itself, but take swipes at Cortez, and Cortez caught its hand and ripped off a thing and threw it into a cauldron. Now, meanwhile, Bach had got wind that something was going on, but DeAndre had snuck up behind him. And then he said, Lady Witchbeard, I need your help. And he dumped the rest of the cauldron over Bach's head and then scooped Bach up in the cauldron. And Lady Witchbeard said, you know, wish was or something. I don't know if she's a French witch, but... And it, you know, we created some goop, you know, some sort of uh, stuck goop. So back was immediately, uh, you know, not turned to stone, but it was stuck in a in, in a solid like goop where he could. But but still, the goat fought on against Hernan. But piece by piece, uh, as each swipe the goat took, Hernan would catch it and rip a piece off and throw it into a cauldron. And then the goat would kick, and he'd grab it, and then finally he tackled it, and then Lady Witchbeard just started shooting cauldrons, like, like uh, almost like they were, uh, what do you call those? Uh, I don't know, I don't play World of Warcraft, but they say uh, missile weapon or whatever. 
and the cauldrons are just absorbing stones. And then Cortez goes into this stone fury, almost like a dog digging a hole in a backyard, a new backyard, like a flurry of stones and cauldrons flying everywhere. And soon, like, it was just like an explosion of cauldrons and stones. And then there's, there's nothing. And I'm observing all this uh, uh, so, so through the magic of uh, some sort of, I don't know, ether, ether, I think ether gas maybe. But then Lady Witchbeard falls to the ground exhausted and Marina works her way over there and she's exhausted from working or keeping her non-giant and her non-searching area around where the goat god had fallen and he's shrinking back down to human size. And DeAndre's carrying around back in a little uh, cauldron. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like, you see, like, uh, that uh, indigenous Athena-like goddess. And she just appears and she says, I'll take it from here. And, and, and DeAndre just hands the cauldron over. Boom, they're gone. That problem's out of our hands. And then DeAndre sits down. And DeAndre, you know, obviously he's more emotional than everyone else. So Rena hugs him. I mean, hugs a part of, you know, part of his foot. And they're exhausted, and and, uh, and Hernan struts over. And he says, did you see my victory? Did you see, did you see what I did? And uh, Lady Wishford and Marina both, they say, your victory. And he says, yeah, I defeated the, uh, the trickster goat god. Because it's clad in gold and bronze armor, if you didn't notice. And they say, they say, Germ defeated a phagey, the phagey, the phage. I think, I think DeAndre said the phage. But they say, Lady Whispers said, Germ did this. You just helped enact Germ's plan. And Marina said, Right. And so she still said it like, you know, but, it, but you're still, you know, like she, her and Hernan are still together, which even in ether, es, uh, even if I was ether essence, that kind of irritated me. But he said, I know it was Germ's plan. And he said, where is he? And Lady Wishford kind of looked at him and she said, okay, so you do have, you're, you're a bit dense, you know, now that we're not in a crisis situation your density comes through and uh, marina said Ger- germs germs gone you know he, he saved us and, and i say yeah baby bye. it's a brilliant plan and lady which was also by the nature of his ineptitude but 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 but, but his great plan involving his ineptitude and then DeAndre said, oh, the irony, oh, the irony. In my honor, I wrote, I wrote that line for him before I left. I said, make sure you say this if anything comes up. And say, oh, the irony. And I'm proud that he picked a good moment to do that. But he said, I don't understand where Germ really is, though. And Lady Witchbeard said, he's, he's everywhere. He, he was in each piece of the stone. And it got cast against in, into all these different worlds, and I don't know how we uh, will ever find him. And, and I, she, she said, I, I, "I don't even know where to start, but we'll, we'll, we'll need to uh, 
And she just seemed to, she, she went speechless, you know. She was uh, talking well, to, to black out her emotions of our friendship, you know. She felt like she let me down. She didn't, of course. But uh, so Ernine said there was one stone left. Uh, this one wouldn't go into the cauldron. He goes, so I got a cauldron here and a stone. It, it went in, but it didn't go anywhere. And Lady Witchbeard said, what? And, and, and then Ernan said, it's uncomfortably warm, that stone. Strange. Like it came off a of fire hours ago. Not not, not burning hot, just uncomfortably warm. And Lady Witchbeard said, that's the uh, secondhand stone germ talked about. That's what he went into. And she said, let me see it. And Ernan said, there's weird shiny stuff on it. And Lady Witchbeard, she said, I think this is a map. And meanwhile, it's tough to describe in a podcast. But even to come up with the image, it was uh, within the stone. You could see into it uh, what looked like not just one solar system, but but a, a bunch of different solar systems in a 3D model inside this uh, rectangular stone. And it was a hand-sized marine... And Lady Witchford said, uh, why? he said, it shrunk with me when I was holding on to it. And she said, I think these pinpoints of light are where all the stones are. And these are all the different universes that they are in. And then she she said, she noticed a cauldron behind that her nun had, was, had grown. And she said, what, what's going on with that cauldron? Let me see that cauldron. And her nun said, it's grown. And Lady Witchbeard said, look inside. And Hernan reached inside, and there was two scrolls inside. And one was 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 for me, and it took them about 30 minutes to decipher my handwriting because I hand-wrote it <clears throat> as ether gas, which my handwriting's bad as human, so just imagine. But it said, you know, and I know it's private stuff, but it said, you know, hey, Hernan, great job. Uh, I think you're great. Uh, you know, you you, you got to get out. You got to get out of there. Uh, you know, right away. You know, not for nothing. But otherwise, lady, you, lady, which has got all the mat. You know, and I hope I didn't say. You know, sacrifice myself across a billion universes or whatever to. Uh, you know, that they, they, you'd stay and, and ruin things here. So why don't you, 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 you'll have a perfect life wherever you go. And Hernan said, hey, oh, I could return to Spain or, you know, another colony. And, and then the lady, which we kind of growled at him. And they said, hey, Marina, uh, I hope you and Hernan, you know, are happy together. Really, dot, 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 kind of, dot, 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 kind, not really, no, dot, 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 really. You're great, so if you love him, it must be. I can see why you do. I hope you're happy. Again, take the last part serious. And then it said, Lady Wishbeard, uh, but don't, you know, it said a bunch of stuff. But that's between me and her. But it said, don't worry. You know, I'm only spread across uh, however many pieces of the pyramid it are. And I, I, I said, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure uh, I'll be able to find my way back home. And Lady Wishbeard was upset by that because I think she thought it wasn't true. 
And so it took after it took him all that time to, to decipher my handwriting. Then it took a while for Lady Witchbeard to recover. And then Hernan said, what do you think's in the second scroll? And the second scroll is from the Witch's Council, I'll tell you. And he said it was multi The good thing about scrolls are only one page, I was going to say, but it was a long scroll. And it had a heaping praise on Lady Witchbeard for saving magic and reversing the curse of Cortez, as the council called it, and breaking the curse of Cortez, and, well, you know, great job. But then halfway through the school, it said, but, you know, while the plan to spread while the plan to spread the magic stones and return magic across the multiverses uh, was successful, and now the magic is no longer concentrated in the power of uh, uh, conquistadors in their ilk. There is some disturbance due to the concentration of ineptitude uh, in each stone fusing with the magic, and, and then it's an individual situation where it ended up. I think it said something like this, wicked confusing, that part. And even Hernan and Marina, they were like, can you explain it to us again? And Lady Witchbeard says, which is basically... Uh, the stones are shot anywhere, a bunch of different places. And Lady Witcher said, so let's just say one ended up in Queen Isabel's bedroom, or her bathtub, okay, we'll say. And Hernan said, and then Marina elbowed him. And I said, I didn't know, I didn't realize Hernan had a crush on Queen Isabella. But Lady Witcher said, the stone would land in the bathtub. And that would be good because the magic wouldn't be here, it would be there. She said, which would be even worse technically if this wasn't a metaphor. But she said, then it would change the power of the bath water. And something weird weird would happen. That could be not good for magic. We're not good for the natural unfolding of things in that world. And then also Lady Wishford went on to read, Henceforth, therefore, we also know you and Germ you know, are great, great friends, and that uh, you need to go rescue each piece of germ, too, and you really do need to extract his ineptitude now from the magic stones, and, you know, go start to fix things eventually. But first, we need you to come so we can re-explain it to you in the grandest way and celebrate the lifting of the curse of Cortez. And why don't you bring Hernan Cortez and, and Marina as, you know, guests of honor. And and they said, and they said you know, P.S., don't let her, you know, bring Cortez. Don't leave him there no matter what. And Lady Richfield said, would you two like to join me at the Grand Witch's Council? And Marina said, that sounds grand. And Lady Richfield said, it will be. And Hernan said, well, he said, he said I might stick her in. And Lady Richfield said, no, 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 no. And then they hopped in, Lady Wishbury said, just, uh, and then Marina said, well, how will we get there? And Lady Wishbury said, climb in the cauldron, go ahead. And Marina jumped in the cauldron, and poof, she was gone. And then Hernan climbed in the cauldron. I mean, but, like, first he acted, I don't know, but he was, he got in eventually, and poof, he was gone. And then DeAndre tried to, and Lady Wishbury said, DeAndre, you need this, this is your world, you're needed here, you need to stay and Lady Witchbeard waved goodbye to Montezuma and all the people and leftover conquistadors who would hopefully 
you know, take their breastplates and, you know, deep breastplate themselves and deep, deep hit helmet themselves. But Lady Witchbeard's work there was done too, and she jumped in the cauldron, and poof, the cauldron was gone. And you might be wondering, you know, what, what was left for germ? Well, you're hearing my voice. And what's strange about the way the transverse plane works and the way the, you know, magic works is uh, that things, you know, oh, oh, I think you can get projected back from the future into the past or something. I don't know. I'm here. But, but you, those of you might be wondering, well, geez, Jerem, we, we're hearing you. So how is any of that? And I said, well... Maybe I just sent my ineptitude across those universes and somehow I ended up back here. And maybe I'm a little less inept or maybe this is just me projecting myself into the present. Or maybe I'm, you know, passing in and out of different phases and trans, you know, transversing the verses. But I'm here with you now hopefully less than after then in that story. I think so, because usually most of my plans, you know, I, I, I'm always doing my best. But it sounds like uh, at some point down the road, maybe we'll find out what happens with Lady Witchbeard and Hernan and Marina. But for now, their story comes to a close. And uh, it's been fun. It's been an unexpected uh, tale of Lady Witchbeard, to be honest with you. But it was a pleasure, pleasure to tell it, and a pleasure to try to get you all to fall asleep to it. And, you know, behind the scenes, if anybody's still awake, it was, uh, it was the most written I've done as far as writing time goes, and I think that might be why... So many people have found it so sleep-inducing. Is as I've gone on with this podcast, uh, one of the things I've realized that with the serial stories, at least, is the more structure they can have, the more freedom they have to be boring somehow. Uh, the more tightly structured they are, the more free. It's a weird thing, tough to describe. But it's really been enjoyable, and, and it went much differently than I thought. I thought it would be a story about Lady Witchbeard. And even when I was first outlining it, and, and I said, this is going to be, this is your character is going to take over and take center stage. And she kind of didn't. She kind of did things her way. And pushed me to the center stage and said, Jerm, this is your story, which I didn't expect. And I actually reached out to someone uh, that uh, writes, and I said, what should I do here? And they said, listen to your character. If she says uh, she's not the main character, she's kind of the main, you know, follow her lead. And so it it was a great learning experience. And I love having the freedom to be able to tell you tales like this and explore what a lady witch pirate would be like and what a you know conquistador would be like. And so it's just a great privilege to me to be able to either bore you guys asleep that are asleep or to be able to uh, try to do what Dr. Demento did for me for those of you that are still awake and 
a craft a tale that you could fall asleep to or listen to, but not totally have to pay attention to. You know what I mean, if you're still listening. So thanks for being here because, I, I, you know, I'm here at the end for all you that are awake at the end. And that's what makes it uh, so fulfilling, I guess, is 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 or one level of fulfillment. It's very fulfilling putting people to sleep. But it's also fulfilling to try to make these stories from start to finish uh, because it's, you know, more fun for a story to have a beginning, middle, and end. It's also terrifying. I mean, I'm still terrified. I think that's why I'm still talking. That the ending wasn't, you know, but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, we'll be on to a next story. Uh, in, in a couple weeks here, we're going to do a couple things differently than we've done in the past. But you might not notice, or you might notice. Uh, so, I mean, I guess if you're still awake, it's like secret. Uh, not, so what we're going to do is I'm going to take uh, two weeks off of uh, new episodes. But I won't be taking the two weeks off. I'll be working on the show. And... Uh, writing and and recording still but we're gonna do so that way it'll be at the start of the holiday season we'll do our stuff about roberta claus i think uh we'll see and then well in 2016 we'll have another series uh start up again too all right good night or well i'm gonna say some thank yous but good night I want to thank Ben for this idea, for the thank yous tonight. Thank you, Ben. Welcome to the to the sleep party. Good night to Ben. M- Miriam, welcome uh, to the giant uh, sleep area. I was totally secure in uh, all the privacy you need. Miriam from Madison, thank you for that postcard, too. Also, Ben, before you go lie down there, thanks for putting me on Wikipedia. That was great. Thank you. I want to say welcome to Richard. Come on in, Richard. Good to see you. Uh, Deanna, good to see you. And thanks for that shaky's laugh. Sophia, welcome. Come on in and good night. Maggie, come on in. I want to say good night to you. Good night. Hey, James, come on in. Get, get a good night's sleep. Welcome, Meg. Come on in. Grab, grab a pillow. Grab a bed. Good night. Over on Twitter, I want to say good night and welcome in. John, come on in, John. Get some rest. Michaela, come on in. Get some rest. Uh, come on in, Michaela. Get, get some rest. Good night. Good to see you. Welcome. Uh, Des, come on in, Des, that Des guy. Yeah, nice to see you. I like that. Uh, I like that. You look great. Grab a bed. Sully, come on in, looking good. I like that. Uh, you brought your ukulele. It's great for sleeping. Oh, Sai Sexy, good to see you. Come on in. Maybe you could, uh, you could see if there's any other people that you share, uh, okay, that you share, share work with. You guys could have a little bit pre pre bedtime. Uh, discussion, Mat- matricula, matricula, come on in, hey, hey, matricula, how many, how many syllables, matricula, that's more than I can count in my brain, but welcome, come on in and get some sleep, Fern, come on in, get it, here we go, we got to look at that spot we got for you, good night, 
Uh, Babs, come on in. Uh, good night, Babs, good night. Uh, Cordy, I got a spot right by the aquarium for you, so you feel right home. There's bubble. I got a double bubbler in there. Libby, welcome back. Welcome back. I feel like we lost you there, but it's good to have you back. Uh, punk rock word. Good to see you. Come on in. Come on. Yeah, you want to go over there? That's fine. That's fine. Ingrid, welcome. You could either be close to the cold or the warm side of the room. What do you prefer? Okay, and here's a, here's a complimentary set of blankets. Uh, Jason, good to see you. Here's a, uh, I got a earphones. They got this thing. This is this new thing they're testing out. They say it, uh, oh, it's lip balm. I guess it's not new, but yeah, here's some lip balm. Uh, Carrie, come on in. Good to see you, Carrie. Alexandra, of course. Welcome. Good to see you. Uh, Tara, Tara. Uh, you say, Actually, have potatoes and tomatoes and potatoes and tomatoes. So, uh, come on in. Uh, Laura, good to see you. And from iTunes, I want to say thank you and welcome to Min, Minyarm, who said thank you. Good night, Minyarm, and welcome to the sleep celebration. Sadie Chaos with an exclamation point and two, oh, heavenly sleep. Uh, Sadie's a OEF veteran, and uh, it's good to have you here. We got plenty of spots here. Uh, T-Ball 627. That's it, T-Ball 627. Are you a sporting brain bot? Are you a sporting brain bot? You know, it's uh, it's good to have you here. And I'm glad that you feel safe here. This is a super safe spot here I got for you. And uh, I saved it just for you. I'm glad you're here. And I hope you get it. You know, I hope you get some sleep, just like I say every episode. Oh, here comes the Sun Loves Pandas. Oh, are you, you, do you love pandas, son? Oh, boy. So do I. I call them panda poos. I'm so good to have you here. Good night. Hey, just come on in. I got to. We actually have a panda section, but no, you know, no panda fur, clearly, you know, because right behind you is panda crow, which I don't know if that is uh, intentional or unintentional. Double panda action. I don't even know if I've mentioned pandas on the show, but that's a good word, panda. It's another podcast, sleep podcast friendly word, panda. Kind of like the Oshkosh of bears, pandas. And people only say that it's not even close to related, but I said, well, what about a panda crow? Oh, did we? Oh, I think I sang about panda crow the other day. Or was I just singing that to myself, panda crows? Maybe, but it's good to have you back again, panda crow. And you're on the road to sleep once again. And everyone else, I hope either you're uh, on the road to sleep or on the road to drifting. Or just, you know, it's, it's, just, it's good to have you here. Still, you know, it's good to be heard when you're. You know, I still tried to crack all those panda jokes. So I really appreciate the few of you that are listening to that part. And you say, well, I don't know if they're jokes, Scooter. They're more like panda illusions. Now I say, now there's something I could get into. Las Vegas, Scooter, panda illusionist. And they say, well, you use the A. We can't, we, you know, we're not going to hire you because it's a, we have illusions, not illusions here. And I would say an illusion is an illusion 
of linguistic, you know, I'm a linguistic magician. And they would say, well, you, you, yeah, me, and that's, you know. So, all right, it's good to have you. All right, I'll see you later. Yeah, or you could just restart another episode or something, okay?